airline's operating scheduled passenger flights within East and Central Africa region risk paying up to 10% of their turnover generated within the block in fines if found culpable of breaching customers' rights. We discuss this and more in this episode. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Adong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Adong. The competition watchdog of the common market for Eastern and Southern Africa, Comessa, said initial investigations have found some airlines in the region are culpable of engaging in anti-competitive practices. The Comessa Competition Commission began the probe early this month after it established that some airlines were refusing to reschedule passenger tickets at no additional cost, even if the rescheduling is not a passenger's fault. Some airlines operating within the region have also been refusing to compensate passengers for loss or damage to their luggage, which is contrary to the Comessa Competition Regulations. Derek Nseko, CEO Airspace Africa, joins us for this episode. Comessa alludes to a drop of customer service levels in the region. Is there truth to this assertion? It's interesting uh, listening to Comessa's concerns at the moment, but even more so knowing that uh, industry bodies like the International Air Transport Association, the African Airlines Association, are not coming out uh, to say uh, that the issues that Comessa has raised are widespread industry issues right now, or that they're unique uh, to the industry uh, in 2022. Uh, if you look at uh, issues such as unexplained delays and cancellations, long delays in delivery of missing luggage, Failure to compensate passengers for loss or damage of, of, of luggage. Uh, these are things that have been existing in the industry uh, on a case-by-case. Case. I, I think Comesa might actually uh, do well in naming the airlines that it's talking about rather than blanketing this uh, over the entire industry. Uh, of course, we are at uh, a, a time of, of, of an industry crisis and the COVID pandemic has uh, changed the way that we do business. It's changed the way uh, uh, travel happens. And uh, uh, when you think about delays and cancellations, uh, they actually are uh, a characteristic uh, of, of the current uh, industry landscape of travel uh, that we're in and aviation. Uh, but uh, what is uh, even more interesting uh, when you think about that is that airlines today are finding it as a unique selling proposition uh, to uh, to tell their customers uh, that cancellations uh, will come at no cost and that uh, flexibility around changing of, of travel dates uh, is up to the passenger. Uh, a lot of airlines are now changing their business models, the business models of 2022 uh, versus those of, of pre-pandemic days, actually trying to solve some of these issues, which in my, in my opinion have existed long before the pandemic. Uh, but the pandemic has actually given us an opportunity to tackle some of these issues, the airlines of uh, the well, the, the airlines that are going to thrive going forward, and the airlines that have have learned their lessons from the COVID pandemic, are more flexible and more agile. And uh, a lot of African airlines have scrapped uh, these fees for cancellation of uh, and rebooking of of, of air tickets. Uh, and uh, but issues such as delays in 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 luggage or missing missing luggage, uh, these are these are not uh, uh, widespread industry issues. These are case by case, uh, uh, depending on what airline you're talking about. 
So I think I think Comesa needs to be more specific with this. Are airlines using COVID and also the losses in the industry as a shield from offering fair compensation to customers? Not necessarily. I I, I don't I don't really agree with that uh, because this is this is an unprecedented time for the airline industry across the world, and uh, airlines do need liquidity in order to uh, to operate and to function. And uh, airlines are definitely fighting for their survival. This has been an existential crisis um, for airlines across the world. Uh, so uh, uh, when it comes to, to refunds, uh, a lot of airlines have, have, not, have simply not had uh, the capacity to refund uh, every single person that, that, that feels they need a refund uh, for, 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 their, for their tickets. And even the biggest airlines across the world and in Europe have faced uh, these this similar problems. And uh, we're hearing the same cries from, uh, from airline customers across the world. It's not just an African problem, but the issue of refunds. And airlines have, have, have really had to be very innovative around this. A lot of airlines are offering uh, all sorts of different options and things like vouchers and so on, uh, you know, uh, in order uh, 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 to, to be able to uh, to maintain some form of, uh, of of liquidity and to keep some money uh, in, uh, in in on their balance sheet as well. Yeah, so it's not an easy uh, balancing act for airlines. It's not an easy time for the airline industry because uh, airlines uh, on the African continent and around the world uh, are facing uh, something that uh, they've never really had to deal with and uh, uh, something that they did not see coming. That was Derek Nseko, CEO of Space Africa. And a quick look at the other stories making it into the podcast. Sub-Saharan African countries are embracing the digital economy to boost competitiveness. A new report by Agility, a global supply chain company, has found titled Agility Emerging Markets Logistics Index report said leading African economies that have struggled to improve their infrastructure, business conditions and overall competitiveness are generally performing better against other emerging markets in areas that measure their digital skills and sustainability. Overall, the index shows a ranking of the world's 50 leading emerging markets, as well as a survey of 756 supply chain industry professionals. Nigeria placed 28th, South Africa 24th, and Ghana 32nd. The annual inflation rate in Mozambique rose to 7.8% in January of 2022, from 6.74% in the previous month. It was the highest inflation rate since October of 2017. Main upward pressure came from prices of food and non-alcoholic beverages, restaurants and hotels, housing and utilities, transport and education. On a monthly basis, consumer prices were up 2.2%, the most since January of 2017, after a 1.5% rise in the previous month. Nigeria should remove untargeted fuel subsidies and channel resources to the poor. The International Monetary Fund warns that the budget deficit is expected to widen in 2021 despite a recovery in international crude prices. The IMF said despite a recovery in oil prices, the fiscal deficit is expected to widen to 5.9% of gross domestic product in 2021, partly due to the subsidy on petrol. That compares with 5.7% in 2020. Nigeria's economy uh, was projected to grow by 3% this year, but above initial IMF forecasts of 2.6% in November. The IMF said Africa's largest economy should increase its value-added tax 
which remains at 7.5%, one of the lowest in the world, and improve tax compliance to improve revenue collection. Nigeria should also move to its unified market exchange rate, it said, adding that it should be accompanied by policies to contain double-digit inflation and structural reforms to improve transparency. And a quick look at our markets. Cocoa futures traded close to a four-month high of around 2,650 US dollars an ounce in the second week of February on expectations of lower supplies amid dry conditions in the top producer a Côte d'Ivoire. Farmers worry that lack of rains for the third straight week in top-growing regions of Ivory Coast have damaged the quality of beans and could reduce the size of the April to September mid-crop. At the same time, buyers have been hiring to buy good beans as the quality and size decline. Meanwhile, data shows that Ghana's graded and sealed cocoa arrivals fell 44% during October 1st to January 27th period of 2021-2022 compared to the same period last year. Elsewhere, Ivory Coast January cocoa grind fell 3.6% year-on-year to 53,000 tons. The Johannesburg Stock Exchange All Share Index extended gains for a fourth straight session and closed 0.8% up at a new record high of 76,679 on Wednesday, helped by a jump in shares of paper and packing producer SAPI after the release of its strong first quarter results. At the same time, investors digested another batch of corporate results in the U.S. and awaited U.S. inflation data on Thursday that could influence the pace of Federal Reserve policy tightening. Domestically, South Africa's Saki business morale hit a three-month high in January amid the easing of COVID-19 restrictions and the end of the travel ban imposed by several countries. Now, all eyes turn to mining and manufacturing data sets to be released tomorrow, while South African President Cyril Ramaphosa will deliver his State of Nation address later in the day. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. And if you have any suggestions or you want to check out more stories, visit our website, that is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial. And you can find me at With Adon. <laughs>